Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast, which is a very special edition. It is episode number 100. <laughs> There's our round of applause. I uh, can't hear it. I guess that's the point. Okay, if anybody can't really watch this on YouTube anyway, because we haven't been on there in a while, but we might be back. Uh, anyway, I am your host, Brent Gleason. Sitting alongside me for the almost 100th time is my co-host. The and, mood lighting over there. Is my co-host and brother, Damn. Jesse Gleason. I think it's probably the LED bulbs messing with the camera. Good evening, everyone. There I'm he is. I'm waving to the camera that may or may not show up on this episode. Yeah, we don't even know. If we're going to do a visual one. Right. We don't know. And with us on the line back this week, not sitting in a race car, is our <laughs> co-host, Florida Connection. Just, just play it. Just and play Phil it. Jakes. Yes, we already are playing it. I can't hear it, so. Oh, he can't hear it at all. That sucks. Nope. Jess. Jesse failed. Well, it might be his end. <laughs> I don't know if he can oh, hear it because it comes out of the board. Oh, you know what? That would be hilarious if the WebEx thing doesn't play it through the board or play other things. You have to add it in post. Ah. This is actually kind of sad now because Phil can't hear. Probably the most epic music we've had, and it is still rolling. He's just going to have to listen to the episode for once because he doesn't. I'm looking at the settings right now to see if I can uh, fix anything. I like the debacle that's going on in the background because uh, it's our 100th episode and you'd think we'd get our shit together. We <laughs> have Blink-182, I Miss no. You, Epic Orchestra, Yeah, and it's done fantastically with class and style with... What what are those things anyway? Chimes, wind chimes, yeah, and horns and drums and and violins. I saw an oboe. I mean, it's like if Beethoven himself would do it. And you know what? You can't. And it's wasted. It's entirely Everything wasted. Is entirely now wasted. Wasted because we don't have our setup up and running yet. <laughs> well, yeah. we don't want to pay. Okay, we don't want to pay. God damn it. To like have more, what is it? More extra time, unlimited time, or whatever on Google Meet and Zoom and all these other. You gotta pay money just to talk to people. Yeah, so we just steal my company uh, Webex. Right, but thank you, thank you, Java. Yeah, Jeva. but <laughs> the fact that we can't have Phil hear the most epic music we've played for him ever is just typical for us. Well, it's just the tip of the iceberg because I bought you this friggin' several hundred dollar splitter that video splitter and 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 everything it's sitting and, right next to me and like we can't use it because we don't have enough cameras that support it through the board <laughs> that's right so, and everything and it's just everything is just a goddamn mess i'm as mad as hell and i'm not gonna take this anymore i doubt phil heard that did this i actually did hear that oh good well, uh, f- okay that's a little bit of a load off <laughs> Wait, try the try the try the song again. Oh, did you change it? Sorry, everyone. We usually don't have the intro last this freaking long, and I think Jesse probably lost it. No, I he didn't. Even... Here's, the <laughs> Sorry. 
There's oh. a history right here. Oh, just, okay. Fast forward. Fast forward to 100. Prepare oh. to fast forward. Fast forward. Restart. I'm not restarting anything. It's really quiet, I'll be honest. I don't hear anything. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you know what would make this way better? Is if our entire audience was on drugs because this entire five minutes of nothing <laughs> would absolutely be okay, but it's not. So we have to move on <laughs> from. Uh, I bet half of them are anyway. What's that? I said I bet half of them are anyway. That uh, sucks more than anything that I've ever sucked before. I mean, if they listen to us, they gotta be. I agree. Uh, anyway, this sucks. Yeah, we should move on. Uh, anyway, uh, we start off the episodes with. Personal updates. Obviously, only one of us had personal updates, so Phil might as Phil, well tell take us. Take it away, Phil. Tell us in great detail how your week went or weekend. I mean, it's it sucked. The end. No, it was it was a pretty good weekend. Uh, we went down to Citrus County with the car on Friday. Car was really really fast. Um, so on old tires. So we loaded it up, went had dinner, chilled out for the night, and uh, came back Saturday. Car was decent but after we went through tech uh we found out we were a little wide and they made us pull off a spacer which kind of threw off the tracking of the car and it made me tight so we were fighting that trying to get the car freed up all day uh still went out for qualifying car was pretty decent but we had a vibration develop ended up chucking a, a tooth off of one of the spur gears in the quick change and I wasn't actually even sure if I was going to run the whole feature because I didn't know if that was the problem or if there was more going on because of how bad the vibration was in qualifying. We only timed mm. 21st, so I elected to drop to the back and just kind of feel it out for a couple laps. And once I realized the, the vibration was gone, we just started picking cars off one at a time. And at one point, we were probably one of the fastest cars on the track. Uh, I did get lapped. We went 60 laps green to start the race, got lapped right around lap 55 and was running with the leaders, had gone from 26th all the way up to 11th at that point, passing for 11th and the yellow came out uh, and got trapped a lap down because the car I was passing was uh, got the lucky dog, um, got into the wall a couple laps after the restart, just trying to get a little too much. And uh, car went tight after that. We fell back to 14th at the end, but it was fun night. Now, where did you race again? Citrus County Speedway in Inverness. And uh, who'd you race with? Because I think you missed both of those. No, I, I said, I think I said uh, where we raced, but it was with the Wheelman Sportsman Series. Oh. Yeah, and I know Ricky Brooks took that over this year, and I know he's. Uh, I don't know. He's he's one of those people where you either love or hate him, and I don't know why you hate him. Yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. He came over Friday night over to the the trailer as we were finishing up, and uh, he brought over uh, a t shirt and a uh, thing of uh, what is it, race wax from Driven, and oh, yeah. uh, just to say welcome and hi and introduce himself. And hmm. he's a uh, pretty good guy. It was actually. Uh, He's not as big and scary as everybody makes him out to sound like. No, everybody just likes to think uh, something stupid like, oh, he's making the race all about himself. It's like, yeah, that's no. <laughs> it, it, tech, tech with him was so easy, too. Like, we rolled through the tech line. Obviously, we got to go through the referee and all that stuff. 
Um, but I mean, he looked at me, he's like, no issues, but just take care of that. And, and you don't have to come back through. Like he wasn't a hard ass. Didn't really give anybody a hard time about anything. I had a, a left rear tire going a little low. I had a leak and I hadn't gotten my race tires mounted up because they were, uh, uh, still in the tire barn where we weren't allowed to get them on Friday night. We could only get them Saturday morning. So I hadn't put them on by the time I went through uh, tech and they were fine with the car being a little low on the left rear. They didn't care. They knew as soon as I put air in it, it would be fine. So at least they're not dummies. You know, they're, they are racers and actually understand certain things that make sense, especially with uh, how uh, moving tech along works. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same, same crew of people that he has with him. I, I believe everywhere with the SRL, uh, UARA events and Wheelman, at least uh, down in this part of the country. Well, that's good. If you break a crew up or have a different crew everywhere you go, it's hard to have that good communication skills it takes that a lot, to make a uh, program run that smoothly, especially in tech. Um, but anyway. Any well, other- and, and the other thing, you know, the on-track product spoke for itself on Saturday night, too. Like I said, we went... 60 laps green. There, there was an initial yellow because the 84 car broke something on the start and just was slow on the top and they needed to push them off. So that was nothing crazy. Uh, but it went 60 laps green and it was just a two car spin. And then we had one more yellow after that. And that was it. I mean, mm-hmm. we went 75 laps in under 45 minutes, I think. Wow. I would love to have seen it, except. Racing America, brought to you by Speed 51, didn't work. Yeah, well, it wasn't their fault, it, in all honesty. The track had lost internet, and uh, that's kind of a big part of what has to happen there for the feed to go out. So, Did they not pay the bill, or is it just Florida internet? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think Florida internet is a thing. It's like, it, look, it's really fast, and then it just completely drops out and comes back out of nowhere. Pretty sure it is because when we're <laughs> i racing, all of a sudden my feed goes just to crap. Yeah, yeah, mine is usually pretty solid, and I know by now I know who I race against, and I know actually what their internet is like. I'm like, okay, this person might be a little all over the place. This person's usually rock solid. Phil will Give probably flash room. and then come back at some point, completely random. <laughs> I'll, I'll be rock steady for like 30 laps and all of a sudden I'll be monster trucking down the front stretch yeah I thought Jesse was going to say something there Oh, I'm, I usually just ghost <laughs> <laughs> I usually ghost drive through a pile of people I get no damage on my end but everyone else is all smashed up and tore up yeah it's like a snow plow driving down the road I don't even so get a those fork. are your only racing updates for this part of the year right for now <laughs> yeah Yes. Uh, I just realized that when I come back from vacation, it's going to be March. So it's like, oh, yeah, uh, Icebreaker is April 1st. So <laughs> yeah. like, have fun. Uh, yeah, my car's not even in the garage. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, last minute panic, you know? I mean, well, kind of like. What am I going to do? Set the valves. That's what they do. You know, that's what we do as racers. It's cold out. We don't have heated garage all the time. Yeah, we're poor. That's Jesse, why we don't what have do nice you get in your crate motor? I don't know. They have they stopped sucking. Yeah, when they have stopped sucking for a while. No, I meant like with the with the. No, I think he knows. You know. Yeah, with the issues. With the issues, you know the. Yeah, yeah that's fixed. That's been fixed. That's been fixed. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, well. You're two months plus past fixed. Okay, well, I just bought a new car today, so uh, I, I bought a, a Cadillac. So, Ooh, <laughs> so, riding dirty. So I, I, <laughs> that's it. I, I'm built for comfort, not speed right now, so. Is it on 24s? Not yet, but it may be. Maybe, that would be great. Maybe 26s. I can't wait. Put the fuzzy dice in the mirror. What did what did they call the 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 round type of dogs? Bubble. Uh, bubble. Bubble. Yeah, we called the balloon knot. I think yeah, it's it's kind of after. Uh, it's kind of the uh, after sharp the angle mid two thousands. Yeah, after the bubble is called the balloon knot. That's what it looks like. Total <laughs> ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing that. So yeah, yeah but I did fun. buy. I bought a. I bought a cheap Calyx. So. It's, it's going to cost me the same as a crate motor. So, no, no crate motor anytime yet. Because that's, a, just that's, that's a, a maybe excuses, four. Excuses, excuses. Yeah. It's all right. Everywhere is going to be crate soon. So, yeah. Oh, well, like well I could. But. I mean, we can get into the speed bowl. Might as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a month out of racing and I don't have my car in the garage. It's my update. But I think we already said that. So, and then Jesse, yeah, we're good. We're good on updates. All right, so where the hell did I just go? I Thirty minutes the, into the episode. No, I'm, I'm looking for the uh, rules that I brought up here, and I got—I uh, think I got the hey, whole set. Up? No, I think I got the whole set of rules. We're going to talk about Waterford because there's we. What? And we. <laughs> and we're going to talk about like obviously everybody's been wondering where the rules and the schedule is, especially since it's past halfway through February. We're almost in the last week of February. And they just today dropped the uh, I believe just the rules. I don't I didn't see a schedule. Uh, and it's only the Saturday night rules, I believe as well. Right. And if you remember last week, uh the rules package isn't going to be anything to kind of what we said last week with potential pe- pending court cases holding up the racetrack. Well, we got a one so, race set. So they can at least get the rules done. Well, they have one date listed, but a date it. listed, yeah, but that's I don't know. So I was kind of going through the rules because I like to go through and uh, see what people are thinking about when they, because I, I know there's always a fervor on Facebook, Twitter, etc. about anything, and I'll get into that later. But people have, oh, like I said earlier, been wondering where the rules are. Here they are, and I wondered if there was going to be a lot of changes. I was actually surprised about the changes that they had because I didn't know they were going to make... I mean, they didn't make many. Let's be fair. They didn't really make a lot of changges, but there are some that I'm like, ooh, that's... That are significant changes quite of, significant. of the ones they made. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's uh, some significant ones. Like, I was looking through... Um, I was doing stuff. I was looking through other divisions than the one that I actually raced because, I mean, it's just racing, and I like to read technical stuff, but I was looking through all of them. I found the SKs. I saw cars will be inspected with one-and-a-half-inch ramps. I think they're going to be looking for coil bind or whatever in the front of SKs now. Probably, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't find cool. anything wrong with it. Um, again, I don't race one, so it doesn't really pertain to me. Uh, <laughs> so I looked through the late models. They said that they are going to stop using the one three five ratio 3 speeds that are made literally just for the ACT. That's kind of interesting. That's been a thing for a long time because you have to custom make them, and I guess they cost a fortune. Yeah, that, I was going to say that's probably going to be a nice cost savings thing long term. Up front, it's going to suck, 
but I don't know how they're going to phase them out or what they're going to do. Are they going to dump them completely right away, or are you going to have like an option to to switch over to a one five or even a Muncie if you want? Oh, they. I think it's uh, they had a gear rule a long time ago where they said it's got to be three speed, and then they said you can go one three five, and then the, now they're like, no, 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 you can use whatever gear you need, but it's got to be an early Muncie or Saginaw three speed. So. Okay, so they're they're limiting you to a three speed. So that I don't know what Muncie ratios are, but I know Saginaw is a one five is pretty much going to be the best option with that. Well, there's no min or max here, so I don't know. It's up to them, as long as it's stock. But okay, next rule package, and this is I know that a lot of the only reason I'm really kind of going through these is I know a lot of local people listen, so I wanted to kind of give them an idea of what they were going to look forward to. I noticed there is a lot of word and verbiage changes in the coil spring and coil over spring setups for the SK lights because it makes me want to think that people are doing some real wacky stuff because you I'm not going to go through any of it but just if you're interested people go to their Facebook page or or website and for the speed bowl and look up the rules yourself but obviously racers are going to have to check these because they're the ones these pertain to the most now I'm not going to go through any other any other real <laughs> divisions here those are just kind of the ones i wanted to see the only thing i noticed that was like untouched was the may stock division was probably the only mm-hmm. one that was like really untouched the one that needs some of the more well i don't know if they're going to be major but yeah they probably would be major rule changes because i think that if they ran different and i'm not saying there's any one perfect one or another but something like a thunder road with relatively closeness to the tour you know, to get more cars in there because you can't just rely on rear-wheel drive Mustangs forever. It's just not right. going to last. Not in there's any only way. so so many of them things around. Yeah, I mean, there's they're getting crushed every day. You know, so which yeah. you know, I'm actually curious why nobody's tried to do a Fairmont or something dumb like that because it's the same chassis. No idea. I would love <laughs> to see a Fairmont mini stock. Probably a little longer wheelbase, I think. I saw Mercur. <laughs> oh, Mercur? Yeah. XR4. XR4TI? Yeah. Oh, God. These are awesome. <laughs> I've seen one, and I've seen like Car- yeah. VW Corrados as mini stocks. But what's the majority of the cars on the road for the last 25 years? I want to do a Mitsubishi Starion. Maybe even 40 Hondas. years. <laughs> Hondas with the fart can out the back of them? Pretty Toyota much, yeah. Camry. Yeah, Toyota Camry. Four-cylinder front-wheel drive cars. Make the rolls wider and you get a ton of cars. Cars going fast in a circle is what people go watch oval racing for. Yeah. So that's Can all that matters. please do a Geo Metro? Might have seen is one. That, that, might be outlawed for, <laughs> that might be outlawed for too few cylinders. <laughs> I think if there are Jason only three. Ferrer did it, it would be a uh, smart car. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in one of those things. Uh, those would be fun to watch race, though. I've seen CRXs and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, those are sketch city. No, I, I don't even like that. legend cars. <laughs> no, that, <laughs> that's basically the same I don't size. Even like that. No. I, I don't want to hear another legend car after this week for the rest of my life. It sounded like a Hayabusa <laughs> orgy down at Citrus County Speedway with the Winter Nationals down there. Oh, they had the Winter Nationals there? Jesus. Oh, dude, I was staying over at my girl's house Me. and she lives over by the track. And all I could hear was just. Oh, it was terrible. It sounds like a uh, daycare center. 
Hayabusa gang dang. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we can go with that. (laughs) Now, what's the most pertinent to us is the street stock rules. And we noticed there's a lot of differences for the first time between, I'd say, Thompson and Waterford because for the last almost decade, decade plus, they've kind of been mirroring each other with the rules because it's essentially the same rules team, but the Waterford rules just came out and they're vastly different. Like the I shock like rule, they're starting to move hmm? kind of Stafford way in a way. For what? A limited late model? Eh, a little bit. Because they're allowing eight-inch wheels, they're allowing a wider track width. Now they've bumped the minimum shock rule from one hundred and thirty to two hundred dollars. Inflation. Oh my god. Um, there's inflation, and and they dumped all built availability. Motors. It's it's crazy. Well, we we all knew now. that was coming. Yeah, it was a matter of time, but they're the first track that's like between Thompson and Stafford. I mean, Thompson and Waterford, they're the first one to go crate only besides ACT because that's outside rule book anyway. But it's well, Stafford's not entirely crate only in the street stocks, I don't believe. Yeah, but if you don't have one, technically, you ain't winning. well, it's, neither well, is no, neither is Thompson, but for the same reasons as Thompson too. Yeah, we, like I said, it's the same tech staff between Thompson and Waterford, but the street stock rules are. Way different. Yeah, all eight inch wheel. I, w- I wonder if part of the thought process too is the Seacon guys that have been coming over there. Potentially, I, yeah, but I, there's no I, leaf sprint cards allowed. They took that away, right? Yeah, no leaf sprint cards are allowed. Well, you're not allowed to run a Camaro, so that's right. the only leaf well, sprint card you can. You can run those in the open street stocks. They have like, right? I think once one show a month there. Yeah, agreed. I do believe yes. Um, they also have rules for those available as well, and I didn't read them. But I'm just shocked that that there's such a difference between Thompson and Waterford Street Sox. It's just kind of uh, baffling to me. I'm, I'm a little shocked at going to crate only with this short a notice to the beginning of the season. It, you know, I was just going to ask you: weren't they at least notified at some point in the future, in the past? I I remember at Thompson at least the rules I believe as far back as 2018 mentioned uh, the possibility of going only crate in the future. So that bug has kind of been in everybody's ear for a while. Mm. I think, but, uh, yeah, and I think the only guy that was running an open motor for a street stock down in the speedball was Al Stone, and he has a backup crate motor. Not so, anymore. Well, oh no, he sold it. No, yeah, before he sold he it. Probably should have. Oh boy. Dude. Not good, Al. But no, there's, there's a lot of holdouts <laughs> down at the Speed Bowl that still have built motors, too. I mean, the Youngs, they still do their own motors. Hmm. And, and where they finish? <laughs> it just doesn't matter where they finish. It's cars in the field. Yeah, that's just... Well, that's what I you mean. Know, that's, you can't really compete. It's just a mean thing guys. to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, a uh, mean thing to say or not, but Jesse's... a lot of people don't like to... If they want to go down there, they want to compete. So, but, but I mean, listen, I, I love crate motors and I, I think they're a great benefit to racing and they've helped a lot of divisions grow, but street stocks, like budget divisions like that and beginner divisions, I don't want to see them go all crate because you're going to have those guys that are going to have parts laying around and want to build their own motors. Even if it means they're just going to go out and ride around and have fun. They don't have to be competitive. They just want to live out a dream and be behind the wheel of a car. See, and and that's why I've been saying 
the whole time. You can't have what? only crate motors. They have to be a Band-Aid, not can. be the be-all, bend-all. You can, but it, a budget beginner division is probably not the best place for an all-crate motor option. I wouldn't I call the like, street stocks look, a beginner division. It, kind, it could be. They're but. kind of built to be one. Technically, yeah, but, they are supposed to be a beginner. Okay, yeah, I get that, but... Division. Yeah. Like, it's, something like the ACT late models and uh, the Wheelman Sportsman. We both of those series have crate motors only, but it's such a big series, it doesn't matter. You're not going to have guys coming, you're not going to have a lot of guys coming into those series that just want to ride around and have fun. That's more of a serious series. Well, you know what? If they want to ride around, attracts local division. If they want to ride around, have fun, why can't you just? There's no pre tech inspection of the engine, really. It's mostly safety inspection. If they, you know, the what's the best they could do? Sixth. So if they want to just ride around, just ride around. You could put a four barrel on there. Put a supercharger. Put a friggin' eight seventy one supercharger on the thing. As long as you put a big block in it. As long as you don't come in the top five, you should be all right. Yeah, there's yeah, but that seems to be frowned upon at a lot of places. You got to at least have the equipment. Be close to what it should be. Okay, so put some yeah, valve covers can, on with know. the put some valve covers on with some centers on it, with the center mounting bolts or whatever, and call if it a day. Got, if you got the Dart or World Products heads, they had that option. Yeah, we'll just call it a day, and the open motor guys can ride around the back if they want. That's, that's I don't know. I I just I get don't. the idea behind not not like being happy about it if you're running a track because. Basically, you're saying these people just show up and take money away from my serious racers with their jar- with their garbage or whatever. I kind of get it. Yeah, I this get it, tough. but I mean, it's a hot. <laughs> We're not out here to make money. If yeah. you're out here to make money, you're in the wrong damn business. Yeah, yeah this, but it could help a lot what, of are we guys. We get with charters like too. Gas to try to get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, but I'm trying to I'm trying to get into the mind of the track yeah. promoter or whatever because I've heard track promoters tell me that they didn't even want to pay racers because they thought that it would make them spend more money on their cars or something Yeah, this like is that, true. So. I've heard the same thing. And, uh, yeah, that is beyond ridiculous. But I was trying to get into that. I, uh, whatever. It's I, not agree, I agree with you, though. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. But, yeah, it's uh, – let's see. They're also changing – they're going to have different wheels and tires from Thompson completely. Yeah, it's true. They're going to have a, a three-inch – two- or three-inch offset is allowed. Uh, it says maximum tread width is thirty-four or no seventy-four inches inside. Good lord! Yeah, in uh, inside bead seat. Not at, it's not at the bulge. It's the bead seat. Whatever. We're getting too technical here. This is dry and boring. Uh, they have oh, they says one wheel spacer allowed per wheel. And if I do not like the idea of race cars and wheel spacers because on the street wheel spacers are immediate lug you know snapping items and i'm like i don't like it but i know half an inch is a lot though just put Um, it to at least four or five ugga duggas instead of three i mean sure we'll just snap it off but snap it off on the gun rather than on the track but they're gonna run at thompson we run a hoosier 790 with a seven inch wheel they're running eight inch wheels with a hoosier 970 so i'm like damn dude is that the same as the truck tire I believe so. All right. Yeah, this is getting a little dry and technical, so I'm just going to say, look, I'm. if you are a competitor, they're out. Go look at them. If you don't like them, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Go. Boring. 
Go bitch at the track. All right. So anyway, um, we were recording last week when New Smyrna Speedway was f- still pretty much going strong, right? But I, I'm not going to do the whole rundown thing because I'm sure people don't really care about who's this, you know, local track regular who just won. <laughs> No, exactly. Back to but, dick and um, fart jokes, dick, we, Stay on track. <laughs> we just got to go back dick to and dick and fart, and fart jokes. jokes. Yes. That's the only way we're going to get listeners. So uh, anyway, I, I took down the noteworthy stuff. So on Monday, <laughs> cup driver William Byron won this super late model race. Craig Lutz, because I know people love the tour type modifieds, won that race. Uh, some guy in the pro late models I don't care about. Tuesday, His by name the was way. Michael Hindi. Michael, Michael Hind. Michael Hind. And that kid is just came out of nowhere. He hasn't really done a whole lot. And all of a sudden at Speed Weeks, he was just on Well, fire. that's because last because last year he was still a freshman or at least the eighth grader. Something I don't even like know that. if he's shaving he, yet. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, he, he's, he's shaving, but I, I, I have no idea how. He's like uh, 14. I thought, that was like, like, I thought that was implants. Anyway. I um, just thought it was because his pubes didn't grow yet. So I was going to talk about the Arca race on Tuesday. And if I thought that the Wayland Mod Tour race was boring, it was nothing compared to the Arca East race. Holy God. Uh, why is that series so poor now? Like, it's so poorly and there's just anemic. and Because they took the personality and the grassroots racers right out of it. And the same thing's going to happen to the Modified Tour in about 15 years. I mean, what can they even pinpoint anything, or is it just a myriad of absolute failures? Well, I read, an, art, I read an article about uh, why guys aren't racing the Arca series. Number one, the spec the spec motor costs way too much, way too damn much. They were better with they were better off they were way better off re- buying and refreshing old cup motors. They had yeah, it was L- way. are like twenty eight thousand dollars, I believe. Yeah, the yeah the spec Jesus. motors are way too much for them. The old they could you know they could f- a fraction of a cost to buy it and freshen up an old cup motor. Hey, I got a better idea. Way better idea. I have a way way better idea than that. Hey Phil, what about the CT five twenty five crate motor and a cam? Change? Oh yeah. Hey, Can look, you put a it? serious racing series needs a crate motor. Yeah, but this engine is actually derived from the ASA series before it died. And Jesse, you, yep. can, you can be as smug as possible that it died. It got but killed, it was, didn't it? No, it was dying before they instituted crate motors. But the crate motor idea was actually really good for the series. It just came too late because they were already in his death throes. And there was no saving it at that point. But what came out of it was that engine. And General Motors has hung on to the damn thing. It makes 525 horsepower right out of the box. Can't they just do a cam change and just slap the thing in there? Would it be better? Or they could, or they could just take freshen up an old cup motor. They could get the <laughs> whole thing done for less than four grand. That's bullshit. No, and I can yes, tell you, is. I can tell you right now, no, it's it absolute is. bullshit. And you know why? Why? Because I used to look on Roush Yates's website at old cup motors, and you know how they much they used get to them cost at a wholesale price. Eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, you can get an SB two for around ten grand, and they're wiped at that point. You got to rebuild the whole thing. What the SB two? No, the cup motors I was talking about. I was looking at them. You don't get it through a oh. website. They get it through it's through wheeling and dealing, and and they get it through <laughs> wholesale prices. Mm. 
wholesale prices. Fantastic I don't know. Jesus and they Christ. also used to pay him like right at the gate after the races. You always harp on that, like every. I do because time. that's their toll. That's their toll money. That's they're that costs a lot of money. They can't wait for the check to clear for like two weeks or a month or whatever. Especially when you got hotel costs and diesel fuel going out of the roof. Thanks, Joe Biden. So yeah, I paid four freaking dollars. So that. they need that toll money to get home. Some of these guys are on on really tight budget. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'll put it on my credit card. I would. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's already got race car parts. I mean, I was. Lots of them. I would love to have somebody from the old Canaan series who's in the new Canaan series, if there's anybody even left, to tell oh, me right. the differences. Uh, but I don't know who would. But uh, just there's so much, you know. There's so much. There's a lot of reasons. Yeah, I just... I don't... It, it really should just get melded into one giant series. And those composite bodies? We don't need an East-West. No, you don't. Mm. There's a lot of touring divisions. Make it natural. Those composite bodies? I don't know. Those things cost some money, too. But They're 8000 the bucks Arcus, complete, I think. Yeah, the Arca series... They used to just be able to put a sheet metal, piece of sheet metal, bang it, Cut it and and tack it up and and pop rivet on there, good to go. I think the problem was though that guys were actually hiring fabricators, like bigger teams. Yeah, I'm sure Frank Kimmel or somebody like that he gets a little out of control with it. But and you, you know, got the feeders, it's got to fit the template. And so you got whatever. The, the cup teams with their feeder series driving it up too. And yeah, yeah. I don't the, know. The Arca series should really be a ten race series that is national, and they should run. One race at Daytona at the beginning of the year to open up the season and then run mostly short tracks, maybe like a speedway here or there, and a road course. And dirt. Be done with it. And a dirt track. Do coin. Yeah, yeah, sure. Run them at Bristol Dirt with the weekend with the Cup e- Series tracks no, we mean, no, no, no. We mean an actual dirt track, like when they run to coin or the Salem Mile. Wait, is that Salem or what the hell? Uh, is it Springfield Mile. Spring- Springfield Mile. Yeah, did they still run there? Here. Yeah. I don't even know. Do, do a super speedway yeah. race, do a road course race, do three dirt races, do three short track races. No, nah, one and... dirt race is fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, the novelty is okay. We like it once, but too much is... Come know, on. It's just going to spoil it. <laughs> and I always say the dirt because ARCA has a history of racing in dirt. Too. That's Yeah, and they still do. And they still yeah. do, so... Yeah. Can't keep that out. We should put dirt on Daytona and run them. They had that. It was called the beach. No. Go race at the beach. You didn't specify. They're going to get their tires popped with all the heroin needles. <laughs> Good Lord. That's Discarded crazy. crack pipes. Disgusting. <laughs> Daytona Beach is gone. It's uh, not good anymore. That wasn't good. All right. So, yeah, I don't know what the hell we can do about it. I would just want, you know, I would like Arca eat. Just, just be relevant again. I miss the Bush North. It was fun. I used to know all those guys, and they knew they weren't going anywhere. <laughs> hey, how far into it are we? Because you're laughing at <laughs> it's me. It's funny because Brent's like at the beginning of the show, oh, we're not going to talk for too long. And then, then what we, are we, 45 we're at, minutes in? We're it? at Tuesday of Speed Weeks, and we're at 37 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, No, no, no. We were talking rules for way too long, but, you know. All right, we should just. Oh, we on. had a hard time opening, too. Oh, that's right. We were like, hey, yeah. let's do tech support that's what while she we're said? recording. I like turtles. <laughs> he still that. probably still can't hear anything coming out of that. <laughs> I wish I he heard could. That one. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so Ronnie Silk won that tour type race. Uh, Wednesday, Derek Griffith won his super late model race. Uh, and Matt Hirschman won the John Blue Memorial 76, his 
Apparently that was his 200th career win. It's like, wouldn't you start getting up that high? Wouldn't you miss, lose count? Because I would. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. I'll never get that high. That's correct. Uh, Thursday, that Michael Hine kid <laughs> wrecked himself over uh, yeah. C- Caden Honeycutt. Yeah, that was bad. And he owned it, too. He did. He did. The other kid How wasn't happy about it. How many kids are you going to have that own it? And then that, that other kid, what was his name? Caden Honeycutt. Did you see his interview about that afterwards? The 44? Caden uh, Honeycutt? I thought the one. Is that for real, bro? That was the one who wrecked him. I don't know what that other one was, the 44 car. I don't think it's the same guy. Whoa. Oh, I thought it was the same guy. Well, whoever. No, Honeycutt was like, I think, was, I think it was like the nine car and might have been red. And there was like a. I don't know who the white and black 44 a, was, but he was a freaking menace. What a name that strikes fear into the hearts of his fellow racers. Not Dale Earnhardt. Or Kale Yarbrough, but Caden Honeycutt. Jeez. <laughs> really, bro? Yikes. Oh, jeez. Your words. I'm going by your middle name, bro. <laughs> it's probably... Uh, I'm not going to... Butch I'm not gonna, Lindley. I'm, <laughs> that's a hell of a racing name. Dick uh, Trickle. That's not there, a great duff. name. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I got a weird name. Fight me. <laughs> I'll put a cigar God almighty. Forehead. It's like a boy named Sue all over again. Poor Dick. Oh, poor Caden. Caden. Anyway. Ugh. Uh, Hirschman won won the tour type race on Thursday again. I think Matt Hirschman won every race but didn't win the championship for some reason. I I swear to God. Um, Uh, Yeah, I don't know. uh, Jimmy Blewett uh, quietly stole the show by finishing on the podium every single race. Yeah, he won the championship for the week in the yeah. uh, tour type modifieds, which was pretty fantastic. I believe he won that for Tommy Baldwin Racing. Uh, yes. Yeah, which was really cool. And that Michael Hinn. Uh, oh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, we were back on to Friday. That's right. Ersman won again in the Richie Evans 100. I think, like like I said, who won? Did He must have lost the first night and then won everything else, right? There's, it can't be possible that he won everything and lost the title. He I am, must have wrecked or something. I didn't see a single night of Speed Weeks. I saw maybe he did early. Two races I missed out of the, the whole weekend. I watched I missed every. A here's the thing. I watched every single day. I have like a two day memory. So if it wasn't oh the last couple of days, yeah, that's okay. I, I was in the shop working on race cars and yeah, no TV. Man, I sound like a loser now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even get a chance to get out to New Smyrna, and I was supposed to. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, did you? Um, yeah. Oh, here. speaking of personal updates, before we go into national stuff, um, I'm sorry. Uh, did We're you just meet up rewind with? Rewind forty minutes. Did you? Re, did you? <laughs> Phil, <laughs> did you meet up with Sid down in Florida? No, I didn't. But actually, I, something I left out of uh, my little update was my crew ended up being Phil Evans and. John Lozniak. <laughs> well, you'd be okay in a fight. Yeah. So. Team Yankee South. Oh, yeah. I wasn't, Yankee I wasn't South. getting my ass beat. <laughs> oh, geez. Very cool. That's yeah. awesome. But those boys would have taken care of me just fine. Uh, it's just too bad you sucked for them. So. <laughs> no, I Phil. didn't suck that bad. I mean, in that field of cars, to come from 26th all the way up to 11th was not I know. Bad. It's, that's good. That's, you I'll did give good. You I'm proud of you. You I was satisfied considering it was my 30th uh, fucking race ever. That's not bad. No. Usually you got to suck forever to be anywhere near the front. What's going Especially on? to be halfway irrelevant in a field of cars like that. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I figured I'd be squandering around in like 20th all the time. Like I was just going to be happy to race a late model type car. So screw it. You suck. Yes, I do. <laughs> Mint. Uh, I lost my place. Yeah, Hirschman won the Richie Evans 100. So Saturday, think, William yes. Byron uh, won, blew it, won the championship. Hind won the Pro Late Model Championship out of nowhere. And William Byron won again in a Super Late Model for the Orange Blossom 100. Ryan Priest improved every single time he took the car out. He finished P2. So uh, two Cup Series drivers on the podium for that race. So that's pretty awesome. Moving on, we should go to uh, – we should move into Daytona. Because there was a lot to unpack there, and we have a lot of show that's already been covered. Brand new car in the draft. Brand new car. The trucks had brand new bodies as well, Uh, and I believe the Xfinity cars were the fastest ones, so there was a draw for everybody. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Isn't that a pisser? It (laughs) really is. The Xfinity race was the biggest shit show of them all, too. Oh, man, was it ever. agreed. We should just buzz through a couple of these. For the duels, it was that new RFK team that Keselowski owns half of now. Brad Keselowski and Chris Buescher won. Well, that's something two because duels. didn't neither one of them qualify for the for the uh, bash, the uh, clash, clash, dash, the dash, <laughs> the dash at the clash, at the bash, at yeah. the bash at the LA Coliseum, where if you sit on the toilet, you get a rash. <laughs> the, the, tra- the trash clash at the bash of the I need more what? water after that. <laughs> but no, they didn't qualify for that at all. No. Neither of them. No, they didn't. Nope. So they, none of them. So for them to come and win both duels is pretty badass. Well, Busher, Joey Logano threw that huge block off a two on Busher, and Busher drove the thing into the RV lot to try to miss him, and he still took him out. Uh, but Joey owned it, so. I'm he's, glad he owned it. At least, yeah. That's the first time I think I've ever heard him admit he fucked up. He's like, yeah, I threw a big block, and I really didn't need to because that was stupid because I didn't need to wreck a car, basically, is what he said. He's I like, mean, he's like, I would have started a little further back. It's stupid. I'm, I'm glad he owned it and all, <laughs> but still, you're down half your entire inventory of race cars, all so that you threw a block to get a better starting spot. That big of a, a block, too. And Busher never a, saw it coming. On a. It, it does, on a race that it, it, where you start doesn't matter. Yeah, he did. That's why he was pissed at himself. Wow, how What's dumb. Even better than that is all week he kept saying, "Well, I don't mind wrecking a car. I don't mind wrecking a car." Yeah, you gotta want to. Oh, you gotta be willing to wreck a car to win. Oh my god, it's so <sighs> thick. Idiot. Oh. <laughs> So you, Harrison Burton got Ooh. into the 22 and uh, hurt his car as well, but they were able to repair it thanks to these new composite bodies and bolt-on bumpers and all this other stuff. He, Harrison Burton fixed his car. Yeah, they didn't even no, need well, a, They didn't go to a backup. They fixed it. Good thing. Oh, they need a backup now, but we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zane Smith won the truck race. I remember him not even having a ride until like a month ago or maybe January or something. Wait, that was a month ago. Anyway, uh, we'll move on. <laughs> that was like a week ago. I keep telling myself it's March, and I'm like, no, you go back in March, stupid. Uh, anyway, Zane Smith won the truck race after coming within a truck length of ending it on the last lap before that caution flew for the huge wreck. And they were literally coming to the line for the white, and the caution lights turned on when he was like half a truck length away. It's like, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, whoever, sucks. Whoever their new race director is, he's got quick trigger. I mean, yeah, he does. Guy didn't even spin out in one of those races, and they 
I mean, yeah, yeah it's through caution. It's it's playing the very safe hand, I suppose. He just says, "Oh, got a lot of money on that racetrack. I need to be quick." And it's not a bad thing, but I mean, sometimes it is. It's just NASCAR's own debris caution at that point. Anyway, I watched that Arca race, and they they are a little more competitive now on these bigger tracks. And uh, I noticed that there were a few of those names of those women who are sponsored by Bush that we mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. I believe it was last week. And uh, I noticed, I was like, oh, that's who that is. And I was watching the race, and a couple of them made some really good saves. And uh, they learned a lot. I was listening to the radio, and I guess one of them was lifting because it was their first time there. And I'm like, I can understand. You know, a lot of people do that for a stop. So... Um, that, that but they looked Brittany pretty Zamora, good. That Brittany Zamora girls actually doesn't seem like she's a terrible driver. Uh, the other one made a real big save. If I think what's her name, Amber something. Did she run for Venturini? I forget if it was her or not. But Amber, whoever Balkan or I can't remember uh, exactly what the last the name. name. I'd have to look it up anyway, but they made some really awesome. The race, so I don't know. They made yeah. some good saves. Well, I was in the garage fixing my truck because I needed it today, so. Uh, Throwing a hail mary at that thing, so I had the race on. Was Decker in that race? I, I didn't get to watch the Arca n- race at no, all. No, I don't believe so. I that must have saved him about five cautions. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Corey Heim won that. I believe he went. What was it? Back to back or something? He's won this race now or something? I'd have to look it up. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you who's won it in the past I do, fifteen years. Again, I do a lot of this show just <clears throat> off of my mind without looking at my notes. Um. I do, I do say I want to know why ARCA really hasn't made the comeback expected after they started introducing more and more spec parts. But, I mean, you look at the field for Daytona, and it's well over 30 cars now. The problem is you don't see those cars anywhere else. <laughs> so I've been wondering, when is it going to catch up? Because we've had these spec parts in this, this rulebook for a long time now. It's been years and years. And people usually, if there's some consistency to it, they'll jump in, but... Yeah, there's there's a lot of cars that only show up like Andy J. He only shows up for the super speedway races, maybe Pocono like last year, but that's true. Like you got to find a way to be more attractive to to these smaller teams like that. JJ Pack's another one. His car's just sitting there. They don't pay he much. He can't either. afford to run it. Yeah, they he can't afford to run it. Yeah, hmm. they don't pay. You know? Yeah, exactly. You, you you price it. It goes back to my thing. You price the little guys out of the sport somehow or another. Crate Motors is pricing people out of the sport. Whether I hate them or I love them, I love Crate Motors, but it is what it is. Sometimes it hurts the little guy. Hmm. Anyway, uh, we went to the truck race. Or no, no we're was, going to the Xfinity truck race. race. Xfinity, I saw the first name, and I'm yeah. like, truck race? Wrong. Yeah. Austin Hill won the Xfinity race in his first start in the RCR number 21 car, and Myatt Snyder had an awful wreck on the last lap down the backstretch. Uh, got spun backwards, pushed in the nose or the side, and uh, got airborne rearwards towards the catch fence, hit there, spun around, ripped the engine and fuel cell out of the car, plus the rear end. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't going to catch on fire. So Yeah, all the fire was out of it. <laughs> so, There's nothing there to catch on fire. <laughs> the firebox got ripped out. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> both fireboxes got, <laughs> fell out. There's fire at both ends. <laughs> what, what seriously concerns me is why that car came apart so easily like that. The uh, front frame wasn't even torn out of the car. The engine was. 
Oh, it, the I would frame think... itself didn't come apart. No, the I didn't front see clip any was close-up pictures. I just saw the video. The front clip was still on the car. The body was gone. The engine was gone. The radiator was gone. But the front the radiator, I can get for sure. The, the front hoop, concerning the front frame, the front hoop. There was no suspension. But the front frame and hoop well, were still no, there. I don't know. Everything that's gone up into a catch fence usually gets torn apart real bad. Oh, it got torn up. Everything that goes up into a catch fence yeah. gets I torn up bad. I thought the came off of it from the video. It was really hard to tell from the one it I just, saw. And I haven't seen a replay since. So. Those cables grab, they dig in, and they tear it apart like a shredder. You might as well just well, throw it the, to a shredder, man. I saw the pole it hit. Oh, yeah. it bent the hell out of it. And those G-forces after flying up in the air like that, it's just, it doesn't matter what they're going to do. Anything that goes up in the air like that is going to get ripped apart. It was very reminiscent of the Kyle Larson crash where he deposited an engine and a wheel in the front row of the uh, Daytona stands. This was before they built it up or something, or they had the Daytona Rising project, so it was the old stands. But the whole front clip was off of his car. The whole thing. It was just a firewall. But this car, no, the whole front clip was there. Go back and watch the video. I've got it. Um, but, yeah, that was a disgusting mess because... You know, someday somebody's going to get really hurt doing this. Probably. They've been saying that for 20 years. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Ain't that a pisser. Yeah. Someone's going to hey, get hurt someday. Well, it Ryan is a good Newman, thing that they're making years. the foot boxes out of these things in these things out of eighth inch plate, though. <laughs> yeah, good thing. Or else they'll end up like nineteen eighties indie car drivers with their feet all ripped yeah, off, dangling out. Alex Zanardi. Yeah, yeah Alex Zanardi, yeah. oh, Rick God. Mears, Stan Fox, anybody that hits with with the front end of the car gets their ankles all mangled. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, those are like those are driving good. a go kart at two hundred miles an hour. I mean, look at guys that got like. Ryan Newman, hey, you almost died. So, eh. but did you die? He walked out of the hospital. <laughs> nah, he didn't a day die. Later, he, was fine. he didn't die. Oh, okay, we're fine. <laughs> Send him back out there. Well, Go the ahead. cages are built to much higher standards now. So, um, I don't know about the. I mean, the Xfinity cars are basically the same thing as what Cup was before they went to the new car. But yeah, the old Gen Six chassis is what most of those are now. Yeah. Hey, we um, can hear Phil now. What's that? We can hear Phil now. <laughs> What'd you do? I didn't do anything. <laughs> I, think I don't he, know what's going on. I don't know. I think he talked it to the mic now or something. Broke it. But no, with the engine, came, <laughs> I was more concerned about them hitting him after he got into the catch fence because I know a lot of the car was probably going to be missing. Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't, and everybody missed him. But I was watching the engine and rear end fly down the track, and I'm like, oh, God, nobody hit that. Because imagine an engine coming through your windshield, which Matt Mills almost did. He hit it with the front bumper of his car. Oh, He didn't even know he hit it. He just thought he hit, like, something, like debris or something. He gets the thing back to the pits, and there's oil all over the front of his car. It's all smashed in on the left front. I want to see if that engine will turn over. I bet you it would. Maybe. Um, it took a ride through the dirt. I don't know if it really... Uh, who cares? Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, they're billet, they're billet blocks, so I wonder if the block hmm. moved or... or... Nobody... Um... You could probably get it on cheap on from RoushRacingEngines.com. <laughs> Roush Yates. Yes, Roush Yates. Roush Yates. Engines. $18,000. 18 grand. That's, that's it. how it used to be. I don't. I haven't looked in oh. years. Um, but anyway, I was watching the rear end and the rear axle 
flipping down the track. And I guess J.J. Yaley's car picked up one of the rear truck arms and it was deposited into the right side of the body of his car and it ripped the body apart. Didn't they try to murder Michael Jordan too? Yeah. Yeah, I think they did Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin, and Bubba Wallace, all the shrapnel going through there. Yeah, their buses were parked oh my right God. where he hit the catch fence. And there was shrapnel, <sighs> yeah, actually embedded in Hamlin's bus uh, front grill. It was actually one of the corners of the upper control <sighs> arm. No, it's it was not wedged good. in there. It still had the slug from the caster camber adjuster. Oh, that is still, awful. Still in it. <laughs> it's crazy to think he just walked away from that, too. It took him a second, but he got out in under a minute, and he was walking back to the ambulance on his own without sport. I guess he, he got out in under a minute because he was probably trying to freaking swallow his guts again. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, probably hang on. Threw i got to wait until I see straight. Yeah. Let me sit here until Hold I see Hold on. i got to put my butthole back in. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. i got to unbuckle and sit on my hand. Yeah. No, that was, that was Harrison Burton. Harrison Burton was the butthole. Replacement. <laughs> Here's the pucker. He got puckered out. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was that was the pink sock. Yeah. That anyway, was one you definitely didn't didn't think was going to happen. We should go no. into that because we were going to talk about the Daytona 500 with our picks. We actually did this last second, like as they were coming to green, and we did our picks with yeah. each other. Okay, so I picked. Uh, we had to pick three drivers and a dark horse, basically. Uh, I picked Keselowski, Hamlin, Logano, and my dark horse was Co- uh, Corey LaJoy. Jesse picked, I guess, uh, Keselowski. Brad Keselowski, uh, Chase, Chase Elliott. Elliott, Michael McDowell, and his dark horse was Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, Phil picked Keselowski as well. I think we all did. Everybody did. <laughs> he was fast. We all he knew was, he was going to be fast. He was a little he, too he's fast. He's always good on the plate track. <laughs> he's a good plate racer. I think he was a little too fast. <laughs> <laughs> he had that new Fisher plow installed, and he was using it. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Phil also picked Kevin Harvick because he's a fanboy, and yes. uh, Kyle <laughs> Busch. But his dark horse was also Kyle uh, Corey LaJoy. Sorry, jeez. Gotta pick the New, Engl- New Englanders. Super shoe. Um, yeah, I was so, pretty Joe close. Joe is not a New Englander. Mm. I don't care how hard you try and convince me, he's not a New England racer. Sorry. Have a nice day. <laughs> well, what is he then? I guess he's, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's from the Middletown, man. The majority of his life was spent racing in North Carolina. He raced in Connecticut very briefly. He's the That's weirdest fair. sounding redneck I've ever heard. <laughs> Still claiming Middletown, even though I, nobody I, else from around here would. <laughs> I don't mind Joey one bit. He's a super nice dude. I met him a couple times, but God damn it, he ain't freaking New England racer. That's the story. <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, he didn't race on our short track, so he's not a racer, uh, a local racer up there. That's fair. That's like the uh, Parker Kligerman rule. The same thing. Yeah. Like, Jimmy I Johnson. Love Parker Kligerman. He's fantastic, but he's not a New England racer. Jimmy he Johnson didn't grow up got his short tracks up there. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson was an off-road racer. Yeah. Yeah. Not a short track guy. Everybody, everybody has their roots, and it's not a bad thing. Quarter midgets was Joey's way up, but. I hate when they freaking call him a racer from New England. He's born there, so yeah, technically he's from there, but not a racer from New England. Old man yells at Cloud. Yes. <laughs> I just, I'm so sick of it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you can say it, he's not it's on the semantics. level. He's, he's, he, it is semantics, but it's not on. You're definitely right because it's on the level of you have somebody in Ryan Priest down there now. 
and he's from Connecticut, and Joey Logano's from Connecticut, and they're not that far apart either. And they both came up far differently. Yep. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, it, it's nothing on Joey. Because Joey, I love watching Joey as aggressive as he is, and I hate his little <laughs> frick, all that shit that he does. Goofy <laughs> ass motherfucker. But he's fun to watch race. Right. Um, so, the, a lot of questions were answered with this race, particularly with the wheels and crash testing, because they did a lot of both. And, uh, yeah, I believe, who was it who, I think it was the 50 car. Kazgrala. Kazgrala was in that car? Yeah. Okay. They were the first. They were the they had, they won the award for first car to lose a wheel with the new uh, single lug. Or unilug. Is that what they're calling them or something like Mon- that? Monolug? Mono, is it mono or unilug? Oh, wait, unilug would be universal, so mono is, I, I don't know. I have no idea. The unilug. Whatever. The single, single lug. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. But they... Stock yeah. car lugs. Somebody else lost... I think the 31 lost a wheel as well, didn't they? No, I think it was... I thought it was Reddick. I forgot who it was. I can't remember. Well, they... It, maybe, they maybe it was Haley. It was one of them. It, I yeah. they lost the right front. It, it, that wasn't the lug nut, though. That was the wheel breaking. Something. Yeah, they had some they issue They had a broken or wheel or something. A lot yeah, of guys that, with... That was uh, a little concerning, but I'm glad that was only isolated there. I think a lot of guys were having issues with uh, tightening or loosening lugs. I honestly think that the pit crews are not used to having to turn the lug one way on one side and the opposite way on the opposite side. So they're tightening when it's supposed to be loosening. And so they were having issues with getting wheels off or something like that. And I'm like, I think that's just a practice thing or a force of habit or something, you know? Righty tighty, lefty loosey. Anything on one side, though. Communism. (laughs) <laughs> if you think about it, though, when you're switching sides of the car, you don't have to reverse the gun. Yeah, but they so might be doing it anyway. What, when, that's the thing. Yeah, when they're running around the car out of habit, they're probably switching the gun, and they just got to remember not to. The other problem they were having is the Penske and Roush cars, I think, had their wheels all confiscated before the race, and then they had a lot of problems there in pit stops. I think a lot of the problems with the pit stops was also uh, shock builds. Because I think they put a lot of rebound in them, and it takes the wheel a really long time to come out of the wheel well. And with these bigger tires, I think it's uh, a little harder to get. Yeah, like you can't get it out of the wheel well. It's stuck under the fender. Yeah, like between the rotor and the... Yeah. yeah. I did see Ryan Blaney's team was struggling quite a bit, though, trying to get the lug back on because the wheel wouldn't seat over uh, the flange for some reason. But they... Again, they were one of the ones that had their wheels confiscated because they were beveling the inner edge to get it on easier. Yeah, not to burr it up and make sure it actually goes on the car. Which, Um, honestly, I'd be okay with them allowing that. I don't see a problem with it if it's going to make it easier to get the wheel on and off and make the pit stops faster. Who cares? Yeah, I'd rather the wheel be on and stay on than than (laughs) to have it flying off out of all over the place. No, we're going to make it harder so it might fall off on you. Yeah, that's fine. As long as you're not lightening the wheels or getting some kind of weird advantage or something, that's that's one thing. Just gun drill them. They'll be fine. There you go. Um, let's see. What else? There was uh, pretty quickly there was a crash test. It was Keselowski got into, who was it the first time? Harrison Burton was the first one. <laughs> okay, and then the second one was? Ricky Stenhausen. Okay, so 
What was that coming off of? Uh, who's the wait? Who crashed first? There was a first crash. Burton Somebody crashed first. Was it? And that was I thought there was one before that. On Backstretch. Oh, I thought there was one uh, early where somebody oh, got put in the wall head first. No, first. I meant first. No, first crash like of the race. I thought there was one uh -oh. before that. Yeah, I didn't know I if there was or not. Was. I actually looked this up. <laughs> Jesse Googled it. Yeah, Chase Briscoe. <laughs> no, I don't think Briscoe crashed. I think he just got spun or something, didn't he? Yeah, he just spun out, and then. Uh, We're really good at this. Spun out. I don't even think it's really that consequential. William I just Byron, wanted to, I Harrison wanted to... Burton, Kyle Busch. That was the William Byron, Harrison Burton, Kyle Busch wreck. That, that was, was the first wreck. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, that whatever. was the first wreck. Yeah. So anyway, they all got together. First flip over. And yeah, Harrison Burton got hit. At, <laughs> I don't even know what angle it was. Baptism by fire. Yeah, I didn't expect that thing to go over with the new flaps and stuff in it but i guess it's got a lot more side force or something because well the card right the card that was hitting but harrison burton and the side pushed through the side force and oh so it just picked him right up yeah once yeah. you get that centrifugal force it's easier to it, go up and over there it's a weight transfer yeah. and yeah, yeah all that stuff thing, yeah. yeah they can put as many flaps think... as they want it's still going over yeah when you center punch any car i think you're gonna always have that doesn't matter yeah um so he flipped over and landed directly on the roof right on the cage, and it didn't move. So I'm like, well, there's a good test. It hardly looked bent. It didn't even look like it was bent. I was like, oh, put a body on it. You're good to go. It would have been fine. I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to say, oh, we're going to run that car at Bristol Dirt. Yeah, right. It's like, we need the it. The only thing they had was a, like an upper control arm got broke or snapped on the way down. Probably broke the toe links and stuff, <laughs> yeah. That was about it. It was suspension damage, really. Everything else looked good. I have a real beef. Something to, I have a bone to pick. Uh -oh. A real beef with NASCAR on Here this. Here it comes. It's not really that big of a deal. Uh, if these cars have multiple flats, why are they stuck? Because they couldn't... <laughs> I've seen the older cars. You get four flat tires spinning around. You're limping the thing back. This thing gets two flat tires on like one side, and you're done. Like you can't yeah. move the things. The thing is stuck like a slot. There's car. no frame height minimum. <laughs> I mean maximum or whatever. Right, both. There's no minimum frame height rule. Yeah, there is. They do have one now. Uh, well, really? That's yeah. Good. Well, it's it's not necessarily a rule as much as it is they're limited by suspension travel. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, there's still no frame height as or ride height. I should say limit. I, I don't know because, because I, I think they're working on controlling downforce now with the underside of the car using the Bernoulli effect. Right. Because the, the flat bottom of the car, if you lower the car down, you're actually taking air, downforce away from the car then. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not getting it to pull down from the from the underside. So that, that it's may not be part of what they did at Daytona is to take some downforce away. Maybe the cars were running lower, or maybe they allowed them to run lower. It's not a complete... Uh, ground effect car though because it is flat if it was a ground effect car there would be a little bit of an arch behind where the rear wheels would be and and then come back down towards where the rear diffusers are at the very end but th you have to have a little bit of an arc in the middle of the chassis so that the air can have a little a bit of an area to circulate and generate vacuum that's what the original ground effects cars in the 70s were about so there are a lot of little channels if you look at the underside shot when Harrison Burton's car was up in the air. Yeah. 
a lot of little ways they're moving air around under the car. It's kind of fascinating to see. Yeah. And the lower those ground effects cars were, especially on the side skirts, the better off that they would run. So I think that's that's the reason why they're getting stuck is because the side skirts and everything just hits the ground. It's just crazy. I noticed, I noticed multiple cars who couldn't move, especially ones who might have gotten stuck in the infield but might not have before. I don't know, because they looked like in a very, uh, very recoverable spot and they just couldn't get out. <laughs> well, and you know what? Here's the thing, too. NASCAR has an opportunity to fix this, and they missed it. They they realized real quick, I'm sure, that these cars were getting stuck and they were innocent bystanders trying to avoid a wreck. Why are you letting them go laps down? Just throw a red flag and get these cars out. Park the cars on the backstretch, get everybody out, get everything situated, let them roll again so you're not losing laps. Yeah. Yeah, True. that really does suck. Or you could give them, it, it, it just, or give them the laps back. It just wasn't yeah, fair just to a lot of laps. guys. Or just were... pave the infield. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't, I don't think paving the infield really would have made a difference it's there. Ugly. I don't know. I'm just throwing something out there. And oh my there. God, if they paved the infield at Daytona, everybody would try and use it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> You'd have guys trying to run the outside pit line. Maybe they should make AstroTurf instead of dirt. Nah, they got that yellow line rule, so it's not, you're not going to see it. <laughs> it would be funny to see someone try it. Yeah. Um, High racing style. Yeah, other than that, I mean, there were a few pretty hard wrecks. A couple of, not not just a couple, there was a bunch of guys just hitting head on as hard as possible. I mean, they slammed head on. And I think Noah Gregson was one, and uh, they had a bunch of them. Just, it was. Nice to see guys get out okay. Well. What's that? The car stood up well. Yeah, they did. They really, uh, I'm watching actual, Ooh. oh, yeah, that was Stenhouse getting wrecked by uh, Keselowski. By the way, he was the second one. Uh, so Brad took a lot of shrapnel from uh, pretty much everywhere about the fact that he spun two cars out. And it's like, well, you know what? Maybe he wasn't trying, but maybe just had a bad day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I know. Oh, I do know. Go ahead. Okay, gentlemen, buckle up. Hmm? In order to really understand why, I understand why he was Brad Kezaplowski and everything he was called. But if you want, but if you want to uh, understand why, why, why he did that, I know it was done on purpose, and I know it was. Explain. You got to you got to start at the beginning. Okay. So in 2018, and he's been—he's a former Daytona 500 winner. And uh, I'm waiting on the music here. Oh, it's coming. Oh, yeah, my my I ranch hear music. It. 2018. So he's been getting wrecked in 2018. You know, before 2018, he was getting quite a few wrecks and whatnot. He mm -hmm. was getting—he was lifting and getting wrecked. All right. So in 2018. He gets wrecked in Daytona in the July race when William Byron blocked him and Brad lifted. And he said, you know what? I'm sick of this garbage. I'm done he with this. He did lift a few times and got ran over, didn't he? He did. And he said, you know what, guys? Jeez. I'm tired of restricted play racing. This, is, this isn't racing. This is garbage. And he was really vocal about that. That's true. He said, you know what? I'm not lifting anymore because he wrecked in several crashes. All right. Subsequent Daytona 500 practice. William Byron throws a block in practice. Brad keeps his foot pinned to the floor. William Byron goes to a backup car. 
because he put, that was it. He said, you guys, I, how many times do I got to tell you? I'm not going to lift anymore. <laughs> All right. And guess what? You know, it's it, 2022. It's still true. All right. Look how well it worked for Harvick. He lifted for somebody. He lifted for, uh, I can't remember who he lifted for. But it was like, uh, yeah, I can't remember who it was. He got no, in front no of him idea. and threw the block. He lifted. Carl Larson's behind him. Can't lift in time. How'd that work out for Harvick? Not great. Bro, not good. He was one of them head-on-the-wall guys, yeah. I think. Or one of them was. Somebody in that wreck was. <laughs> yeah, didn't work out too well for Harvick. He lifted and it cost him. Whereas Brad, where Keselowski... <laughs> He gets a, he finishes ninth. He has a really good points day, by the way. He's he's tied for second in points with all the stage point crap. Mm. All right, and he's got two confirmed kills. It's another three more kills, you'd be an ace. <laughs> That's it. All right, we don't. Yeah, we're not counting collateral damage. We're just saying kills alone. All right. If you take another plane down on your way down, that's just collateral damage. That's not a kill for you. All right, <laughs> Brent, you're gonna have to talk me off the ledge once I get the Chichescu. Okay, okay, go ahead. Because absolutely not. <laughs> because it, and this is the philosophy of plate racing. This is why we hate plate <laughs> racing. Nihilism. It's nihilism. It's pure nihilism. And nihilism is the philosophy that all values are baseless. There's no objective truth. There's no morality. It's all meaningless and pointless and rejects all the current structures in a civilized society of any kind of behavior or morality. Yes, correct. Okay. Get that's what <laughs> Keselowski did. What did he do? Uh, sorry if you do it to me, you suck. But you know what? Uh, there's no morals. There's no nothing. I'm gonna have to go through you. Complete he did. Nihilism. He had to do it. Yeah. Complete another nihilism. <laughs> you know what nihilism was ba was also a foundation for? Let me guess. Let me tell you who it was. Okay. It was for. God <laughs> damn it. It's the foundation of the Bolshevik Revolution and the philosophy of the Soviet Union as it spreads its plagues throughout the world <laughs> in the 20th century. The deadliest century of all time, especially when it came to its own <laughs> citizens. Killed hundreds yeah. of millions of people. And now this bullcrap <laughs> is spread to NASCAR. Okay? And now it's in our Music's schools and in our institutions and it's in our education. I think I know so where this is going. You know going. what? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much to you pseudo-educated Nietzsche poster <laughs> hanging edgelords for all your overthinking of society. F you <laughs> Lenin. F you <laughs> Trotsky. F you Nitschke. With any luck, you're going to end up like Ceausescu lined up against the wall and shot with your family on Christmas. Does this have anything to do with You brought Ukraine? this to NASCAR. I don't know. Oh. What happened there? I have crippling depression. I'm sorry. All right. What just happened? I'm there? done. I apologize. I get a little carried. I don't away. even know what happened. I, <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" Anyway, <laughs> so Austin Cindric won as a rookie. Apparently, I don't know. I didn't know. I he won the nihilism 500. <laughs> F you Nietzsche. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, but he was the one who took over that Brad Keselowski uh, number two car. Uh, <laughs> I'm just yeah. Why there was a wild last lap between him and his teammate uh, Ryan Blaney, who was absolutely the reason why he won that race. Um, 
he was pushing him to the lead. Blaney made a move high late, got blocked, ran into the wall instead of running into his teammate. Bubba Wallace had a killer run to the bottom coming out of four, but could not get there in time. There was a little bit of contact. People were bitching about, oh, he shoved him under the yellow line. It's like Wallace didn't go all the way underneath the line, so it's not really pushing Well, if he shoved him line. under the line, it would still be okay for uh, the 23 car because well, you, no, can, all, yeah. you can go under the yellow line if you're getting shoved. Yeah, it's fine. And they didn't call it either way, so it doesn't matter. Right. Is that still? And I, no. I think they only would have called it if he if Bubba had uh won the race. No. I think they would have gone back and reviewed whether he was shoved under the line. Probably, yeah. The car going under they would. Yeah, um, the car advancing position anyway. But yeah, that was like two rookies in two races. I th- well two not really rookies, but two uh um, rookies in their division. I guess so. Yeah, right? it's not, I mean, it wasn't his. It wasn't Austin Cindric's first Daytona 500 start. I believe he started last year, or he might have run the July race. I can't really remember. I think he ran the July race. Yeah, so he's had. And he ran the road course race at the beginning of the year at Daytona. So, I mean, he did have starts and cut, but I guess he is rookie eligible. And I believe Austin is Austin Hill also rookie eligible in Xfinity. I'm not sure he ran with the young team the the i think he ran the 12 car hmm. last year okay they they had a i don't remember who the hell it was i think it uh, was the young team fielded a car for for austin last so year so i don't i don't know if he's actually considered a rookie he might have run that 61 car as well so i don't think he is i he's new with the rcr team though he's back he is in the 21 car so i just didn't know if he was a rookie or not it doesn't really matter but uh, they're new to well, that. He was, He's he new to that claiming, team. And... He was claiming points for trucks, so I think that makes him eligible for Xfinity because he hadn't claimed points for Xfinity yet. That's I cheating. think that's how they. I think that's how they're doing it now. <laughs> Can't do that. That's cheating. Uh, uh, it's NASCAR, though. <laughs> I don't know if they are or not. It doesn't matter. New team. So two guys and two new teams. One's a rookie candidate winning the Daytona 500, which is pretty amazing. Um. So that, yeah, now they're going to be going back to California this week with... Uh, the For flick. the first time in three years? Yeah, and I know that that uh, reconfiguration idea is still up in the air. I don't think they've made a decision one way or the other. But they are going back to California after two years. Oh, I did forget, Jess. I did forget that we missed earlier the DARF comment of the week. But for the for today, i got to remind everybody that I just could not pinpoint... A Darf comment this week. Hey, there it is. Should we just stop it because you couldn't? <laughs> That's fine. No, okay. I couldn't really. I mean, uh, the curse of the modern race fan is that they can't be happy with anything. So it was really hard to, for me to uh, parse out just specific Darf comments this week. Uh, it's seemingly fashionable nature to be negative as a race fan. It's almost the cultural norm of racing to be negative online and I don't get it. Like I'm looking through any singular topic that they have on the uh, Twitter page. Like I like to stick to Twitter for it because it's just easier. And anything, anything they post, there's 35 comments of them just stupid shit. (laughs) It's just the dumbest shit. It's like, how can you be negative about everything? Uh, Anyway, I mean... I don't have to tell you things about Twitter. Yeah. Um, everything, but they never offer a solution to make it better. 
It's like the child who just got told they have to go home after a birthday party. They'll make every excuse to stay, but none of them are logical, and it never changes the outcome of the environment. They just make a lot of noise and embarrass their parents. <laughs> you sound like you speak from experience. Uh, maybe. Just uh, leave us alone. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am negative about a lot of things, but it's not everything. You know, I'm not going to try... Not- no, I'm not going to trash every little thing I see, and I'm clearly not going to bring Dale Earnhardt Sr. into any argument like I'm communicating his wishes through an Ouija board. No one has ever, ever <laughs> used Dale Earnhardt as a, a subject in an argument. Never. Who are you no. kidding? <laughs> That's such a novel idea. I would wish to be the first to think of it. I could. Well, Dale Earnhardt wouldn't like this if he was still around. This How the hell would you know? Uh, anyway, that's called an appeal to authority. That is the appeal to authority. Oh, Jesse has the uh, logical fallacies commandment board up. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, I mean, I could have had thousands of these comments for Darf comment of the week, but since I removed uh, any comments about Bubba Wallace or women from this segment because it's just too easy, I found nothing of actual worth. Uh, however, if I had to choose one, this would be it. Surprise, I actually have one. Uh, I will credit Phil for sending me this because this... It, hey! <laughs> we actually do have a dark comment of the week. It just never gets better. <laughs> I don't even know which one you're talking about because I think I sent you like four. Now you sent me this one. Jeff Gluck posted a tweet after the second duel that said... On a positive note, Joey Logano just crash-tested the next-gen car at a super speedway, and the car seemed to hold up really well. Was anxious to see how it would do in a high-speed crash. First real test has been passed. And then this person. Uh, I'm going Obviously, if I single you out on this segment, I give your name and your handle so people can yell at you for being stupid. From now on, you're Gomer Pyle! <laughs> uh, this one's from a guy named... At no, actually, I kept you out of this. Uh, this one's from a person supposedly named Dan McNaughton at Alien Oscar 182. I thought that was pretty. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember this one. Appropriate. Forget it. He says, passed because he's okay, as in passed the test. Uh, but that car should have crumbled more. Why? Is he talking about crumple zones? Maybe. Yeah. He's an engineer. He, the old car, engineer. the old car used to fold up a lot more than the new car does, because the new car has a lot more foam and it's got aluminum bumpers in it, but they're a little bit more robust than the old ones, and they got composite bodies and all sorts of stuff. So when Joey Logano hit the wall, if you had an old car, you'd see the nose fold up in it really high. But this car just kind of like looked like bumper cars just bashed off. I of can kind of see his point though. I it's can. a little different. I can, but why is it worse? There's shock absorbing areas like foam in the front nose now. Well, maybe he. Yeah, you know, these, these cars are probably built to take certain impacts differently than the other cars were. Yeah, well, especially be, rollovers. To be devil's advocate, <laughs> to be devil's advocate, he probably thinks that the car is too stiff and it's going to have all the G force going the driver like they used to be in the '80s and '90s. Well, well, then he should probably go on Twitter and follow Bozy. And look at all the technical information that he posts because you can tell every single part of that car just from his Twitter. I also was just about to say, file this under tweets that didn't age well. 
Because the 500 saw a rash of hard crashes, including Harrison Burton getting upside down, and the car performed incredibly well. So here, I guess if I had to give the Darf comment of the week to somebody, I'll give it to you, Dan McNaughton at AlienOscar182 on Twitter. And essentially every, I'll also give it to essentially every other person complaining about wheels because you never kept track of how many wheels were loose during previous races. And now all of a sudden you do because you want to confirm your own ridiculous confirmation bias over something so trivial as the damn wheels on a car. You're the lowest form of life on earth. (laughs) Since, Since we're talking about trivial items on a car. Did you notice that the number changed? Because I didn't. I didn't care. You're not even human fucking Exactly. It made so that, that, no that other group of DARFs there can shut the fuck up, too. Well, you go back and look at all the uh, cars when they first started NASCAR back on the dirt tracks with literally stock vehicles. Where were the numbers on that? Any oh, damn Ford. Anywhere, any damn where they wanted to. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, most yeah. of them were forward or, or pushed way back. I, I, per, I personally, like I said last week, I personally like them on the quarter panel, way in the back like the Pinty series. I, I like don't that. care. I like that. I think it looks cool. It gives a bigger space for the sponsor right dead in the middle of the door. Yeah. yeah it doesn't, doesn't matter to me one you bit know. either. You watch V8 supercars, they have a number you can't even really see. Yeah. It's so small. The whole car is a sponsor. Yeah. And that series is freaking brilliant. And by the way, sorry, not sorry, but their cars are way better looking than the Cup cars. If they have a transponder, why don't they just put the number anywhere they want to? Doesn't matter. It don't matter. Don't, you didn't think about cars yeah. with numbers back in the day. You're, you looked you're, at their sponsors. You're not doing the same one. You're not doing manual scoring anymore. They don't have to be uniformed. Nope. So just put them wherever you want to. I mean, they might have to, but I doubt it. So wipe that stupid-looking grin off your face, or I will gouge what? out your eyeballs and skull. Fuck you. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I'm good tonight. How the hell long are we into this absolute train wreck of an episode? <laughs> Over an hour and a half. Hey, what did I tell you? An hour and twenty-three Let's minutes. Let's drag it out to an hour thirty. Did anybody see anything else that they really hated about the next-gen car? Or We saw a bunch of tow links breaking, but I guarantee that's an easy fix. Yeah, that's probably just needs to machine the parts a little. We didn't thicker. see any transaxles break, did we? Not at Daytona. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, anybody see any tire problems? Nope. No. No specific tire problems. I saw a few guys lock it up on pit road. Yeah, that's their problem. Well, the bigger brakes. <laughs> yeah, Tony Stewart made a great point. He's like, just because you got bigger brakes doesn't mean you can stop faster because you still got the same weight and tire patch. So it's like, you're not going to slow down that much better, guys. You're just going to lock them up easier. They Um, they looked like they slowed more efficiently. They probably did. I know Denny Hamlin looped one getting on pit road. Uh, Not in in the 500, but Villeneuve did, I believe. It was nice to see Jacques Villeneuve in a race car. I think he did pretty well. He finished like 20. He did really well. He, he finished in the 20s. Up in the top 15. I forgot where he finished. It was like 26th or 24th, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, not sure. Jesse's actually going to look that up if he hits the all rows option. But, um, oh, yeah, wrong one. <laughs> I think Austin Centric <laughs> did one and run in the 500. No, he did. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he ran finished the. Finished 22nd. 22nd for Jacques Villeneuve. Running. 
at the end yeah, of the race. That was pretty good. He finished ahead of Alex Bowman and Austin Dillon. You and know, Ricky Stenhouse and ju- and uh, Kevin Harvick, Justin Haley, and and Kyle Larson, <laughs> and Tyler Reddick. A lot of them were wrecked. Let's and be fair. Denny Hamlin, all these guys that <laughs> lifted. <laughs> Do you even lift? No, you shouldn't lift. <laughs> oh God, this was really our hundredth episode. <laughs> this was so it's bad. It's the epitome of what we are. It, we're just a train wreck. <laughs> we we know we suck. Yeah, I, I mean, we're three dudes that talk about racing. If you don't like us, fuck off. And they have, <laughs> and they have <laughs> and genuinely. They have. And there goes the last one. And then there goes. The, they are gone. Oh, no. But Phil's yes. back on, so there might be twenty or thirty more people coming on. So, okay. Yeah, I really, you know, thanks to those of you who actually got to stick around for the hundred episodes. I know you probably didn't listen to all of them, but then again, who cares? Uh, I do apologize to those who used to watch on YouTube. We have, we have been going. We have been doing the audio show. We just haven't been on YouTube. We aren't the ones who do the YouTube one. So. Um, when the schedule allows, we will be back on there. Maybe we'll start our own. I don't know. But if you like watching us on YouTube, maybe we'll just branch it back out to Where's there. Where's Roger? Uh, I don't have anything else left on this show. I was already kind of wandering my way out. Does anybody else have anything? Nothing. What, when's, when's your first race? April 1st it starts. It's the weekend of okay. April 1st, I believe. Yeah. So you're racing before I race again? Probably, yeah. And then Jesse's going to try to do New Hampshire after that. I think it's the week after for the we'll Northeast see. Classic. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll figure Get it out. Get that under control first. Yeah. All right. So I'm just going to wrap this thing Lord. up. Destroy the child. Corrupt them <laughs> He's getting his headphones this on. This is their plan, people. These are all right. demons. You can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. Subscribe. Give us a rating. Do what you can and help us actually bring this thing back up to where it was last year, at least. Uh, you can find you it on Instagram at Making Labs Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Labs Podcast. You can send us a voicemail to anchor.fm slash Making Labs, or you can send us an email to Making Labs Podcast at gmail.com. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at BrentGleason01. And if you're in the Mooresville, North Carolina area, I'm in your town this week. So this is going to drop, and I'll probably be driving somewhere <laughs> through Virginia when it comes out. Uh, what, what you're saying is you better just leave Mooresville because it's going to go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring the rain and the cold weather with me. Uh, probably. All right, you can find Phil at? You can find me at P. Jakes Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And uh, keep an eye out because I'll be putting my feature video out this week. And you can find me on it. I forget about my YouTube channel all the time. It's youtube.com slash Brent Gleason. Uh, I just put up something about me completely failing and having a complete debacle with my truck over my brakes. So that'll be fun to watch me almost swear. I love watching people fail. Yeah, it's it's fun. Anyway, all right. So, boy, for the 100th time, how, how do we end this show? Hey, Jess. Go to John Cena, and when when I'm done, do it, okay? Hey, find this drop for me while I'm on the air. Keep it down, stay out of fence. Thank you for listening. And his name is John Cena. And his name is Sassy Tweepos. God, I'm... I'm glad I couldn't hear it. It, like, muted itself. He literally just said Sasha's nipples again. 
Oh boy. That's staying in the show. That's our hundredth episode, everybody. I'm sorry. Yeah.